Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. It's Stir Up His Heart, is the title. For the first time I have a title before. <laughs> That's because I was supposed to speak last week and, and, and we swapped. So, okay, so um, Colossians 2, 6 to 7, and then 9 to 10. Passion translation. So, so the Lord's just going to speak to us through his word. In the same way... <laughs> In the same way you received Jesus, our Lord and Messiah, by faith, continue this journey of faith, progressing further into your union with him. Did you hear? You progress further into your union with him. I think in another translation, it says you grow into him. You grow into him, which means one day you should, there should be no, you shouldn't be able to tell the difference between you and Jesus. You're in him and it says progress further into that union. Each day be determined. Speak it. I become more like Jesus today. And we learn not to pray for things not pray like, um, like you prayed, you know, you, you prayed right. It's not, it's not um, give me, it is thank you for it. Because he has given you all things that pertain to godliness and life. So I, I have them. Not give me. I have them. I walk in them. I see them. That's faith. You know what faith is? I think... Um, was last, well, I'm not sure if it was last week, but faith is God has said it, I believe it, and I act on it. There's always an action that follows faith. Okay? So if he says you have all things that pertain to life and godliness, do you have them or not? Yeah, he says <laughs> progressing further into your union with him which means with every day I find myself more and more like him I find that I am in him so I, I and I confess it so I see it yeah. you see you you believe you act you receive it okay it says your spiritual roots go deeply into his life as you are continually infused with strength it's not, Lord, give me strength. It is, I am infused with the strength of the Lord. Yes. I am infused with his strength. Okay? And as we continue to speak his word, what did you, what did you sing? I speak, I, I speak Jesus. I speak Jesus. What is Jesus? The word. I speak Jesus. Speak his word. I was sharing earlier that I have been on a journey, and I think I've said it in cell many times and even prayer. 
I've always said to, I, I want to know the difference between my soul and my spirit. How can I locate my spirit? How can I know this is my spirit and this is my soul? You know, you believe God with your spirit. You tell your soul to shut up when it, uh, when it opposes. And that's why the Bible says renew your mind. You're renewing the mind of your soul. But your spirit has a mind as well. All right? And your spirit chooses to believe God. Your, in fact, not even chooses. God lives inside it, so it has no choice. It believes God. They think that opposes our spirits is our souls. Our thoughts. And that's why the Lord says, renew the, the, the mind of your soul. Tell, tell your soul to align up with your spirit. Because that's where Christ dwells. That's where the spirit of the Lord dwells. Okay. So your spiritual roots go deeply into his life as you are continually infused with strength. Are you strong? You are infused. When you infuse something into something else, okay, let's say you infuse red into water. What, what color does the water change to? <laughs> Can it ever be invisible, uh, uh, clear anymore? No. That's what you see. Once you put that red, the blood of Jesus, into your spirit, the blood of Jesus speaks from your spirit. Okay. Because you are, it says you're, you're, you're um, continually infused with strength and you are encouraged in every way. Encouraged in, <laughs> wait, you know, we can go home now. No, you can, we can from, from mm. help me. Lord. <laughs> For you are established in the faith you have absorbed and enriched by your devotion to him. This is why I say, and I say it over and over again. It takes intimacy to develop faith. You cannot develop your faith without intimacy. Your devotion to him. If you're devoted to him, you will read his word every day. And it's not as, let me mark it, tick I've read today and go away. You, you will be hungry. There has to be a hunger inside of us to know him. What do we say in cell? That we want to know him. That, that's, that's all we want. We want to know him. Because when you know him, you know you, and you know exactly where you are, what you should be, what you should be doing, because it is through you knowing him that he can express himself to others. You are established in the faith you have absorbed and enriched by your devotion. As you are devoted to him, as you are devoted to his word, as you continuously turn your affections towards him during the day, you become absorbed and enriched in him. You become more like him. Like we said earlier in there, you know what? We keep saying, you know, um, we want to see miracles and signs. Do you know what? All you have to do is believe him. They follow you. They will follow you. These signs will follow. <laughs> he said these signs will follow those who believe. Do we believe or not? Why are they not following us? Check your belief. They follow. Follow. He said you will lay hands on the sick. You, you, you'll just pass by people. Did we not read in the word? Shadows. Handkerchiefs. Why? Because they believe the word. Is it you healing? He said, these signs will follow you because the Lord desires to minister to people and he needs us through 
whom he will minister to others. He says it's not, and do you know why he wants to minister to people? It's not his, he, it's not his desire that one should perish. He didn't create anyone for hell. He created every single person for him. For him. So let's bring joy to the Lord. How do you bring joy to the Lord? Get to know who you are. Get to know so that you, you know what it says? It says you will be a witness to others. It didn't, it's not, you know, when we talk about witnessing, we think of, oh, I have to go and tell people about Jesus and, and that's fine. But your life itself will be a witness. Amen. Just who you are. People will see and they, your, everything about you will be shouting, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. People will come to you and ask you. It, did it not say in Isaiah, seven people will hold on to you and say, hey, why are you like this? What has happened? Why, 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 why? We were like this together before. You've changed. Why? Because you will witness just by who you are to the world. Okay. Um, where was I? Okay. Now, um, for he is, is that the next thing? Yes, we are now on 9 to 10. For he is the complete fullness of deity living in human form. Are you human? Do you believe? Then the completeness of deity. Everything that he is. <laughs> if, we, if we go around and say, what, what do you know about Jesus? What do you think about him? That lives in you. Everything you know about him lives in you. Everything. The completeness of who God is lives in you. Yes. It, it will take a while, even for me. <laughs> I, I, I haven't fully grasped it, but that's the truth. That's the word. All of who God is lives inside of you. And if God says nothing is impossible with him, what's impossible for you? It actually says nothing will be impossible to you. His word says so. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You speak it. And you know what? God will grow bigger and bigger in your eyes. Because you know he, he, he's all powerful. He's... He, <laughs> I'll say, I'm not sure if I said it here before, but it, it still blows my mind every time I think of it. He says he named the stars, yes? And they, 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 um, science tells us it, there's more are still being produced. Not only does he name them, he knows where they are at every given time. How many trillions and trillions of stars are there? He knows how much more us made in his image. He knows the number of your hairs. Tell me, how many hairs do you have on your head? Uh, he knows us. I, 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 your fingerprints, it says we are identified by fingerprints. On this small place, you have how many patterns? Different. That's who, how big, how awesome he is. And he lives inside of you. Yes? yes. What will be impossible to us? Okay. Matthew 5, 14. I'm going to the King James. Hey, Lord. Time. Hey, what does he call you here in Matthew 5.14, King James? It's, it's in the notes. Yeah. You are the light of the world. Hey. Is the world dark where we live now? The world we live in, is it dark? Is there darkness? Uh, the world we live in, th there's darkness. And you are the light. 
So when you enter a place, what happens? What happens? Every demon has to bow. You don't, let me tell you, you don't even need to say it. When, when there's chaos, just go. Know who you are, know who you carry. Go and stand. Go and stand in the midst of the darkness. Don't let, never be afraid to walk down any street. There are gangs on the street. You're carrying the completeness of the Godhead inside of you. Walk without fear. You carry him. There's nothing to fear. Darkness has to bow. Your light. It says a city on a hill That's who you are. When you come into any place, you are that city on a hill Tell me, and then it's, it's fully lit. Hey, how many of you have seen the Eiffel Tower lit? Um, so some people just went there the other day and they sent pictures. I said, my goodness. It was, it was in the night shining. I'm like, that's us. That's how we shine. You're a city. And you're not just one person on a hill. You're a city. Did, did I say it? Is this, is this my words? I'm just reading the word. Never forget who you are. If this is all you take from here, you are the light of the world. That cannot be put off. Who can put your light off? Who can quench the Lord inside of you? Give him room to come out. Give room for the rivers to flow out. Who, who are demons when you are there? Are you afraid? Okay. Let's examine what could happen. Oh. You die. Where are you going? Uh, so what do you lose? And that's because... And the only reason that would happen is because Jesus has said it's time. Until Jesus, your life, your life is in his hands. It's not in the hands of the devil. It's not in the hands of people around. You remember Carl Loco? I think I told Carl Loco's testimony in this place. You know, where he, where he where the gangs were waiting for him and he shouted and Nobody moved. He said, huh? Took a bottle, threw it. They did like this and they couldn't see him. Jesus passed in the midst of them when they wanted to throw him over the cliff. You think God has changed? No. Fear has to be eliminated from us. Okay. Because of time, I'm going to skip. It will come back. I will, I will come back. To, maybe not. To, I want. There's something in particular that the Lord has asked me to minister, and I want to do that first. So I'm going to Genesis six. Genesis six. Genesis six. Yes, in the. Um, in the Amplified, I think, this one, the first part of Genesis, I used the Amplified. 
Okay. Did you find it? Yes. This, I'm taking you back to the days of Noah. When men began to multiply on the face of the land and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were fair and they took wives of all they desired and chose. Then the Lord said, my spirit shall not forever dwell and strive with man, for he also is flesh, but his days shall yet be 120 years. First of all, the, 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 the length of days were reduced to 120. There were giants on the earth in those days. And also afterwards, when the sons of God lived with the daughters of men and they bore children to them, these were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Mm. Verse 5. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth. And that every imagination and intention of all human thinking was evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth. And he was grieved at heart. So this was how the Lord felt because of everything that was going on. Yeah, he was grieved. He regretted, <laughs> he regretted that he had made man. He had great plans for man. And yet he had come to this place where he regretted so the Lord said, I will destroy all, blot out, wipe up mankind whom I created from the face of the ground, blot them out from the face of the ground. Not even only man, but the beasts, the creeping things, the birds, everything, because it grieves me and makes me regret what I have done. But Noah found grace, favor in the eyes of the Lord. <laughs> I, I, but Noah found grace, favor in the eyes of the Lord. I'm going to jump to Genesis. I'm coming back, but I'll jump on to, to, into Genesis. Genesis 8. This time, is that where we are? I can't see. Genesis 8. This time I'm taking from the Passion Translation. Mm. <laughs> um, just, yeah. In Noah's 601st year, on the first day of the first month, the waters were dried up from the earth. Okay. I've, I've, I've jumped in the middle because, okay, you know when he found Noah, he told Noah, build an ark. Yes, and Noah went into the ark and he took the animals. Okay, I skipped that part um, because we know where Noah is at this point, yeah? So Noah is still in the ark in Genesis 8. It was in Genesis 7 we heard about the animals and everything going into the ark. So in, in Genesis 8, Noah was still in the ark. In Noah's 601st year, on the first day of the first month, the waters were dried up from the earth, Yeah. Noah lifted the hatch. By now, the waters had gone down. You know, he had sent out a dove, you know, and did it. Okay. So Noah lifted the hatch. He looked out. He saw the dry ground. On the 27th day of the second month, the earth was dry. Then God said to Noah, come out of the ark. You, your wife, your sons, their wives. Release the animals with you. Set them free. Birds, animals, large, small, every living thing. They will multiply and abound and flourish on the earth and in the sky. 
So Noah and his family left the ark. And every animal, large, small, even birds, creepy crawly things, came out of the ark by families. Noah erected an altar dedicated to Yahweh. Hmm? Then he selected ritually clean animals and birds of every species and offered them as burnt sacrifices on the altar. Hey, he offered, oh, and don't forget this method of sacrificing animals. God had already instituted it. It was God who, who brought this into being. He said, this is what you do. Yes? Yeah. And after all this time in the ark, the first thing that Noah, ah, you know what? Let me build and sacrifice unto God. And when Yahweh smelled the fragrance of Noah's offering, his heart was stirred. How are you going to stir God's heart? Tell me about it. Look at the state of the world when this happened. Total chaos. God reached a place where he regretted. Why did I make man? I'm going to clear them. Noah found favor. Hmm. Okay, maybe there's a chance here. Let me, let me put Noah in the ark. Let me see what happens. And then Noah spent, I, I can't, I don't even know. I, I meant to and I forgot to calculate how many days it was. It was, does anyone know? I, I, I was going to, it was long. Because not only was the water, for, you know, it took long, in 40 days in, but then it took a long time for it to come down. So I, I, it, it was definitely over 100 and something. I don't remember how many exactly. And when he came out, what was the first thing he did? He built an altar. And he, and he exactly what the Lord wanted, he put on the altar. He chose the right animals to sacrifice unto the Lord. His heart was stirred. And he said, never again will I curse the earth because of people, even though the imagination of their hearts is evil from childhood, nor will I ever again destroy every living creature as I have done. Because of one man. Because of one man's heart and one man's genuine sacrifice, one man's genuine devotion and dedication. Hey, how many are we? Because of one man, and the world was as wicked as it, it is today. And yet, one man changed the mind of God. One man. He stirred God's heart to where God said, I will never destroy the earth like this again. One man. He said, I promise this. As long as the earth exists, there will always be seasons of planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Genesis 9, 8. <laughs> 
Then God said to Noah and his family, <laughs> one man with a right heart to God. Yeah. One. Even if it's only us here, what can we move God to do? God said to Noah and his family, I establish my loving covenant with you, your descendants, every living creature that's with you, animals, large, small birds, every living thing that came out of the ark. I will maintain, I will maintain my loving covenant with you. I will never again completely destroy life on earth by means of a flood. Yes, never again will a flood destroy the whole earth. And not only that, here is a sign for you and your future generations that my loving covenant will endure between me and every animal that came out with you. I have placed my rainbow among the clouds. It will be a sign of my loving covenant between me and the earth. Hey, one man's devotion caused God to make, not only that, to actually give him a sign in the heavens to say every time you see that you will remember and I will remember my covenant with you. Hey, we have Jesus. We have the spirit. Noah didn't have the spirit of God in him. And he could stare God's heart. Hey, hey, hey. We have the spirit, the same spirit inside of us. Are we staring his heart? Do you ignore him? Hey. Wait. I I I I was in that yesterday. I was in that rain going to Bedford. I I saw it's God's sign. What should it remind us of? No, it should remind us of stirring His heart. How will I stir God's heart? How? There's a verse in Jeremiah. It's Jeremiah two. It's not. It's, sorry, it's not. It's not there. I've just. It just came. Jeremiah two thirty two. He said, "Can a maid forget her ornaments or a bride her attire? Yet my people have forgotten me days without number." What's your devotion time with the Lord like? Five minutes today, then I skip two days. Then an hour. Noah stirred the heart of the Lord to the point that God not just uh, um, made a covenant, but put a sign in the sky. Hey, what would he do for us? Yeah. Days without number. We don't take out the time. To stir his heart, to come into his presence, to acknowledge him for who he is, to bring our devotion to him. 
He said, God said to Noah, the rainbow is my signature in the sky, my seal of love to you to confirm that I have kept my covenant between me and every living thing on the earth. God is a God of covenants. Let's not take his covenant for granted. He has made a covenant with us through the blood of his precious son. How do you honor him daily? It's because of that covenant we're here today. It's because of that covenant we're not consumed, we're not completely destroyed. Let's not take him for granted. Let's not, you, you know, basically tread upon what he has done. What does he ask of us? Just spend time with me. And when we do, what happens? Faith is stirred within us. Faith is so stirred. You become actually jealous for him when you come out of there. You see somebody who's going through things. That's not what God wants for you. And you speak over them. And that comes out of that time we spend. Why? Why do you spend time? Are you not grateful? Don't, don't you want to know him more? If, if the Lord is saying, my people forget me. I, you know, the day David Powell preached and he said, God is obsessed with us. If he's obsessed with us and we don't, we don't pay attention. Oh, all we do when we come to God, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. Do you know, you, do you know what, what would stare his heart? I've just come to be with you, Lord. I'm not asking anything. I just want to sit at your feet and love on you. I just want to appreciate you for who you are. I appreciate you for yesterday. I appreciate you for my family, for everything. Lord, if you give me nothing, I'm still here telling you I love you. And saying thank you. Because I tell you, death is, death is not what we fear. I tell you, if you die, you know where you're going anyway. We're all going to die one day. It doesn't matter when. No, I know he has promised us long life. Don't get me wrong. I'm not disregarding his word. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, he has done everything that, all I'm, I'm trying to stir up here is, make time to sit in his presence. You'll be shocked. You, you, and I, I know it for me because even the things that I find myself saying or doing or even things that I've come to share here, it's not, it's not, it's out of, it's, it's out of just coming to him. I, I, no agenda. In fact, it's, I, I'm not coming to him to say, Lord, what do you want me to preach? Tell me something to preach. Everything I, I find now is, Things I have found just by sitting there and then something drops in my spirit. Then I go and search it. Not even intending. And then suddenly I find, I put this in this. Oh, maybe one day I'll preach that. Oh, maybe one day I'll speak this. It, it, I don't know how to put it to you. Because so that's why I know even this where he's telling you, I want you to stir my heart. is him telling us. It, it wasn't, I was, oh, I don't even know how to explain. He will give you words to speak to your neighbor. He will give you, he'll, he'll just, you won't even know when you're speaking them. And people will be freed. People will come to Jesus. People will be convicted. You will pass by someone. 
Who was it? Who was the man who was praying? He went through, and the whole factory began to cry. Was it, was it Finney? Finney. He just stepped into a factory. Everybody was convicted. Why? It's his relationship with the Lord. It's his relationship, his relationship with the Lord. He spent hours and hours in the Lord's presence. So he didn't have to speak to people. You'll pass by people, they'll be healed. They'll be like, come, come, who are you? What, what, what happened when you passed me? He says he, has, he wants us to be witnesses for him. So he's asking for this. He's, he's not asking. He desires it. He wants, he wants you to come into his presence. He desires to love on you. He's obsessed. <laughs> that thing changed me. Obsessed. And then I said to David, he said, yeah, look at it. From, the, from Genesis to Revelation, it's all about man. And it's true. He's obsessed with us. And he, he, he's big enough for the whole eight billion of us to come to him. He's big enough. And that's why you can pray anything. It's, it's, it's not hard for him. You know, Gosha prays for nations all the time. God's hearing it. He's able. What's a whole nation to him? What? How many billion? He's able. Okay. I'll go through two more scriptures and then I'm done. Jeremiah 29:13, a very well-known scripture. You see, it's all about our hearts. Even when you look at King David, what did he say? He's a man after my heart. Um, I, 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 there are two ways of looking at that, that word, yeah? He's a man after my heart. You could look at it as, um, you could look at that word as, a man after my heart, oh, this is the kind of person I like. After my heart, is after my own heart. Or you could look at it as, he is a man who runs after my heart. And I think it is, he's a, run, a man who runs after my heart. Rather than, yeah, this is the kind of person I like. Yeah? Jeremiah 29, 13. Then you will seek me. Inquire for, require me as a vital necessity, and you will find me. When you search for me with what? Bits and pieces. Hey, oh, Lord, ten minutes, ten. Okay, I have to go. How many times have you been woken up in the middle of the night and you actually have sat with him? Huh? Ah, my sleep is too important. I have to go to work tomorrow. How many times have you, on purpose, you know what, Lord, I'm putting my meals aside. Those, my meal times, I'm spending with you. Remember Noah, it was sacrifice. It was sacrifice. He, 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 he made a sacrifice. How, how much are you willing to give up just to be with him? And I'm not saying that even during those times you're coming asking for things. You're just coming to love on him. Time of worship, time of thanksgiving. Lord, I just want to bask in your presence. I just want to sit there. Okay? With all your heart. He wants everything of your heart. And it's to bless you. Let me read the, the, the one more. Oh, yeah, Jeremiah was there. 
<laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> okay. Isaiah 30. I, let me go to Isaiah 30 and 18. This will be the last scripture. And therefore, the Lord... No, it won't be the last scripture. There's one more. There's a Job one coming after this. Um, Isaiah 30, um, 18. And therefore, the Lord earnestly waits, expecting, looking, longing to be gracious to you. I read it again. You didn't hear it. The Lord earnestly waits, expecting, looking, longing to be gracious to you. And therefore he lifts himself up that he may have mercy on you and show loving kindness to you. He has already provided the mercy you, you, that, would, that you need, which may be because there was something in your life. You were like, I am hiding. He's already given you the mercy even before you come. He said, I've provided it. Just come. Come as you are. My mercies are new every day. Before you even come into my presence, I've forgiven you. Just come. Come. Yeah. Blessed, happy, for the Lord is a God of justice. You know why he's a God of justice? That's why if you have wrongdoings or sins, you know, he's already provided the mercy. He said, just come. I've provided the loving kindness and the mercy, just come. Because he's a God of justice, sins have to be atoned for and he's already provided you the mercy. So he said, come, come as you are. And he says, blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied are all those who earnestly wait for him. Those who expect, those who look and long for him, for his victory, his favor, his love, his peace, his joy, his matchless, unbroken companionship. Hallelujah. Wow. Hey, why won't we run there? He's waiting. And he says, what? Is it sin holding you back? There's mercy here. He's here. He's here. Come. Come through the gates of mercy. Come. Who is going to benefit if you go? It's still you. But, you know, there's a longing in God's heart. Let's not say, okay, he's God. He created us to love him too. Do we find it in yourself to recognize that he longs for us to love him back? And he's given us the ability. That's why he, we said, Romans 5, 5, he has poured that measure of love inside us. So where are you going to pour out? Okay, yes, you pour out the love on, on one. And what about God? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with thy whole heart, everything about you. Yes. It also includes sitting in his presence and telling him. Just being there. Okay. Job, Job 22. I love this one because um, there's also a benefit for us in here. We like to, to know what we gain in, in this, but you know, that's God. God's hand is so free, so generous. Job 22 from 21. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. In fact, even that one verse alone, Acquaint now thyself with... What does it mean to acquaint yourself with the Lord? Coming in, yeah. Get to know him. 
When you acquaint yourself with someone, you get to know them. That means you come into his presence. That means you intentionally decide, I'm coming to acquaint myself with you. I'm coming to know you. I want to know more about you. Okay? And be at peace. Thereby, good shall come unto you. This is the thing with the Lord. You make a decision. Okay, Lord, I'm coming to love on you. And yet you are, you're the one going to come away from that place with benefits. In fact, if we stop there, that's even enough. There was more, but I'm going to stop because I don't want to overload us. I want us to be able to and make a plan in your head. What are you going to do about it? And you know, that's the thing about us um, coming week after week after week and hearing. It's like, it's like the message. You, you have to listen to messages over and over again. Because, oh, we had a good message. Bye, see you next week. Then you come back next week. Ho, ho, ho. Hey, bye. No. We don't do, this is his, it's his word. It's his word. His word is living. His word is true. It's for us. We don't, don't. How many of you listen to messages more than, you know, apart from when we do it here? Um, no, I'm not, don't, I'm not, don't, no, don't have to put up your hand because I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying it because if you don't go back and listen, start now. Because you can never, me, I can, even when I'm listening, I'm writing, I go back, I, I have to go back and listen and write some more to fill in the gaps. Like when I went over your message last week, in fact, I made a mistake. I was going to tell, sell people to, you know, to, to do it so that we could do it together. We did something, but that's what we, we're going to be doing now. We're going to be having time to go over messages and, and tearing them to pieces. We have to grow. There's, what, what's the point? Okay. Yeah. So that, no, so not just digest, so you can live it. So you can walk it. So you can do it. All right. I'm going to stop here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So first of all, Lord, we just want to repent. And on behalf of all of us, on behalf of all of us, Lord, you said, Lord, that there's mercy because you're a God of justice. Every wrongdoing will be accounted, has been accounted for on the cross. But we want to enter in today. We come with repentant hearts saying, for certainty, all of us have not sought you enough. We have not stirred your heart up like, Job, like um, Noah did. Noah's heart was stirred to the point where you actually made a covenant with him. And you put a sign in the sky. How much more us? So, Lord, we repent that we have not sought you out. Even when you choose to wake us up at night, we, like, put the covers back on. Unless it's us looking for something. And we're talking about, we want to make that declaration today that we will seek you for you, not for what you can give us. We just want to come into that place to acquaint ourselves with you, to bring our devotion to you, 
to appreciate you, to love on you. We know your love itself and you have given us the ability to love. We want to love you back. Just want to tell you how much we appreciate you. Just want to sit in that place waiting in your presence. And on behalf of all of us here, I say that. I say we're going to do it. Each and every one of us, we, we make that declaration. We say we're going to do it. We're going to come. We're going to seek you for you. For you, we want to tell you how much we love you. We know there are benefits, but right now, what we're saying to you, Lord, is we want to seek you just to love on you. So that that scripture in, Isaiah, in, in, in Jeremiah will not pertain to us. It won't, it won't pertain to our generation. Lord, where you're saying, Lord, that days pass without us seeking you. And this seeking, Lord, we want it to be every day. We know we may not have hours on end every day, but it's us. We need to be intentional about cutting out a time. Even if we start with 15 minutes every day, and that 15 minutes only being, sitting, loving on him, not asking anything. But we want to let you know how much we love you, Lord, and how much we appreciate you. So thank you. Thank you for stirring up our hearts to stir yours up. Thank you. May we truly be like Noah who stirred your heart to the point of you making a covenant with him. Thank you. We give you thanks, Lord, in Jesus' name. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 